social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to the John DePietro Show. Listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at our website, DePietro.com. Well, good morning, everyone, on this Monday. Here we are. We are back at it. And uh, this portion of the program, folks, hope everyone had a good Thanksgiving uh, weekend. Weather was pretty decent, although it's it's gotten much colder, seemingly uh, faster than I think anyone expected. This portion of the program brought to you by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. This Christmas season, while well, it's underway, and uh, it just looks terrific there. They have everything you need. Rhode Island's number one garden center for decorating your home. Balsam, Frasier fir cut trees from uh, 3 feet to 12 feet. They have potted live trees, custom handmade wreaths. They're just fantastic. Up to 60 inches in size. Swags, mistletoe. They also have birdhouses, custom made. Sleighs, custom made from a local artist. Look terrific in your home. And they also have hanging baskets and roping, cut greens, decorative pots, cemetery baskets, Christmas crafts. Gift certificates are available for gift giving. They're open every day. Check out their uh, Facebook page. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, Rhode Island's number one garden center. They are open for business. Well, folks, um, the talk today is going to be a big part. Well, President Biden is going to talk on this, this new variant that has hit and he's going to discuss the omicron uh virant coming up and we'll have more on that as the day goes along i the um it, it's it's tough to tell right because the headlines are very alarming and this is not the news that people were looking for uh you know as we're about to now enter the christmas season although you know the headlines cannot be denied world shuts again more travel bans afro afrobia because this uh, Omicron virant poses very high risk, unusual symptoms. Israel has banned all foreigners. Uh, South Africa says they're being punished because they have the, this is where the variant has uh, basically originated from. Um, <clears throat> New York City start of winter surge. Dr. Fauci announced on the Sunday shows he's open to lockdowns. We'll have some of his sound coming up. Biden pushes jabs, no restrictions. By the way, uh, President Biden was, of course, now it's almost like become a running joke. He was a picture of President Biden, maskless in a store where everyone's supposed to wear a mask. Now, speaking of that, some other headlines. Matthew McConaughey has decided not to run for governor of Texas, even though he seemed to be polling pretty well. Um, that is actually, that's good news for Beto O'Rourke who is, uh, you know, is now going to challenge the governor of Texas, Governor Abbott. But, folks, I want to touch on this story that has um, it developed over the weekend. It actually developed. It's kind of going during the month of November. But it is someone that I actually know. He's, uh, we got word that all, all schools might have homecoming dances. And depending on the school, some did it outside under a tent. Some did it inside. Some did it inside, no mask passing uh, bowls of food and the whole deal so because it's high school kids and as we know the covid um is thank god not affected young people the way it's affected older people but in the midst of that um as different schools were trying to deal with how can they do a homecoming dance and and put it on and there was opposition by some people to having it but um one of the schools that had it outside in a tent was pilgrim high school in warwick and the principal of Pilgrim, a guy by the name of Jerry Havishaw. And I, I knew him from Hendricken. I've known him since then. Uh, very gregarious, outgoing guy. Used to be the principal of Vets. Now he's the principal at Pilgrim. And um, all of a sudden, <clears throat> um, folks, we're also hearing that the, uh, the the person that runs Twitter, Jack Dorsey, is going to step down. That's big news. We'll get that later. But, but Havishaw, uh, there were pictures locally of people showing people and one of the some of the pictures and video showed him without a mask on at this uh, pilgrim homecoming so as you can imagine so certain parents started going after him and this is terrible so they actually put the guy on uh he was suspended from his job and and there was talk that he was going to lose his job over this and they kept citing the governor mckee mask mandate the governor mckee mask mandate and 
and and I ran into this in North Kingstown where it made no sense at all that they stopped the school committee meeting because they said some people in the back didn't have their mask on. And all they quote, though, is the Governor McKee mask mandate. Now, I asked Governor McKee about that, and he said, well, you know, it's it's really a local decision. And he almost intimated they were interpreting it wrong, saying that they were saying that students should wear masks during the day, but not, for instance, if there's a school committee meeting in a, in a school auditorium or in the building after, after hours. But anyhow, getting back to Pilgrim, well, apparently... It really affected Jerry Habeshaw, uh, the stress of being forced out as principal and, you know, in a place like Warwick where <clears throat> he attended uh, Bishop Hendricken and he's, you know, been in the school system for a very long time. And he terribly but died of a heart attack over the weekend. I'm being told by various people that know him that he was just so distraught over this, this mask mandate. Now, there's also the school committee meeting, school committee members, I should say, was speaking out about his health condition, which completely violates HIPAA laws. That's not supposed to go on. But this is just a terrible situation where, again, no high school student in the state, no high school student, no one even below that has died from COVID. Uh, it was already kind of revealed in the court case that if you have someone let's just say in the city of providence and they go into the hospital and they have a gunshot wound they also then test him for covid and then the the cause of death they would put would be uh that they died from covid even though it's you know a gunshot wound that sent them to the hospital but but what is so outrageous about the members of the school committee openly discussing one of them was saying well i think he had covid and then he died of, uh, you know, heart complications and all this other. It is no one's business, as I said, totally violates HIPAA laws. Uh, it's incredible the number of, you know, now uh, when people list a death notice, it's they, they, they just say passed away. And I don't know why he wasn't afforded that privacy. Um, you had that terrible car crash where the three young men in the car were supposedly going over 100 miles an hour and was pouring rain out at two o'clock in the morning or one o'clock in the morning and and they went off the road of hydroplaning and then in the death notices i noticed they they just put that they passed away even though it was actually a a fiery crash and the car exploded my point is uh jerry habishaw again you know, as much as people are just quick to say rest in peace, he was 57 years old. He was the dedicated principal of Pilgrim High School in Warwick, which is, you know, a changing high school, not easy. And these, you know, the the, the mask. And by the way, if you if you check the website, com, we have the picture of the Governor McKee, the McKee mask mandate for the schools. The, the McKee mask mandate for the schools. There's a picture of him. Governor McKee in, in a photo booth, how people do that at, at these different gatherings. And he doesn't have a mask on. And there's a picture of Governor McKee at the White House uh, when President Biden signed that Build Back Better situation. He doesn't have masks on with the president. And Biden goes without a mask. And the first one you remember last year was Governor Raimondo at the, you know, the wine tasting or whatever it was. And she didn't have a mask on. So, but this is a situation, you know, that school committee and the administrators that pushed him out and they basically, you know, the, the guy uh, had ter terrible stress and there's so many students that stepped forward. One student said, you know, he was like a dad to everyone. I mean, they're really suffering uh, at Pilgrim. But, you know, the, these people just go completely overboard with what they're trying to enforce. As a matter of fact, this Jerry Habeshaw story, you go to the Channel 10 website, they have three stories up on them. Pilgrim High Community gathers for candlelight vigil in memory of principal. Students remember Jerry Habeshaw. And then you go down a little bit more, and they have uh, Pilgrim High School principal dies of heart attack. Why Why are they even listing exactly what his, um, uh, what his uh, cause of death was? So... Uh, I'm also seeing North Kingstown Town Council to consider investigation of former coach, and they should. But I also, the, Governor McKee should be back this week from his 12-day vacation. And one thing that he has to address are these bonuses. I want to remind people, Governor McKee, his plan is to give state workers each a $3,000 bonus. Let, let's call it what it is. All right, these are bribes. 
right? This is Rhode Island we're talking about. We know a bribe when we see one. Uh, there's, there's no rationale for it. You have state workers who back in, say, February, March, or April, they received the vaccine, okay? They got the COVID vaccine. Suddenly now, Governor McKee's saying, well, we have to give you a special COVID bonus for, do, for getting that vaccine. What? I went out and got it. It was free. I went and got it, blah, blah, blah. Uh, no, we're going to give you 1500 for Christmas for December and another 1500 next July, totaling $3,000. But we're going to give it to you next July because early voting for the Democrat primary starts in August. And Governor McKee will be in that Democrat primary. There's, he's This week, as he's back, he's going to have to answer that question. There's, there's no reasonable explanation for it other than it's a bribe. It's a bribe. So if he wants to offer some kind of an incentive for people that don't have it yet, he did that for the general public. He offered a $1 scratch ticket. This needs to be called out. It's wrong. It needs to be halted. I recognize that precedent was set, as we've talked about in this show, with the Providence teachers that all got a, quote, $3,000 bonus for COVID, and now all the rest of the union workers want it. And there's 15,000, more than that, state workers if Governor McKee gives each of them $3,000, um, <clears throat> it actually comes out to $45 million in COVID money. And it's wrong because there's no reason to. They always like to tout Rhode Island's one of the top states as far as COVID goes in vaccinations. And now it's going to be tested with this, uh, with, with now this new variant that has come along. So, but, but Governor McKee needs to be called out. This is not a bonus call it what it is it's a bribe people were saying yeah the, the, he reminds you of a for, uh, like an old governor the way he was behaving his first few months well he's starting to remind me of governor Dupree. the governor mckee giving state worker union members state workers each a three thousand dollar bonus it's not a COVID bonus it's a bribe all right a lot more ahead right here on the john DePietro show it is a challenge trying to run your business today especially if you spend most of your time trying to find the right workers, instead, let MEGA professionals find them for you. Call them today, 508-336-7801. Right now, are you spending a good amount of your time trying to find the right workers for your business, your company? Call MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals today, 508-336-7801. If you need workers, drivers, certified help, Part-time, full-time, weekend work, local, which is a.k.a. sleep-at-home drivers. Maybe it is drivers, class A, B, non-CDL, warehouse workers, mechanics, skilled labor, office professionals. Even in the healthcare business, you can depend on MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals. Call them today, 508-336-7801. How much time are you spending trying to find the right workers for your business. Let MEGA professionals find them for you. Call them right now, 508-336-7801 for MEGA professionals. It's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers. 65% off the entire store. It's a once-in-a-lifetime sale at 65% off all week long. Open Sundays. Sale includes diamonds, diamond engagement rings, diamond earrings, diamond wedding bands, diamond pendants, and bracelets. All at 65% off. All wedding bands, rope, Figaro, Miami Cuban, and puffed Gucci chains. Along with crosses and diamond crosses at 65% off. It's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers. 65% off all week long. One-year interest-free financing. Anthony's Jewelers where Rhode Island gets engaged. It's fall, very soon. The heating season will be here. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier, Infinity System, J.K.L. Energy efficient, quiet, more affordable than you think. No gas, no problem. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a high-efficiency Infinity heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient, it can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. They have the highest rebates in the market. They also do new installation and replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. J.K.L., carrier factory authorized dealer, licensed in both Rhode Island and Massachusetts for 55 years. J.K.L.'s reputation, second to none, especially for technical expertise and customer satisfaction. J.K.L., is an approved National Grid VPI installer. 
J.K.L. is also a Navian certified factory dealer. Call J.K.L. for a system replacement, oil to gas, or for a heat pump. Estimates are free. Financing is available, both residential and commercial. Call J.K.L. Engineering today at 401-351-7600. They do it right. They do it right the first time. They're licensed in both Rhode Island and Massachusetts. J.K.L. 401-351-7600. Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, Petro.com. It is time for our segment, Politics This Week. Joining you right now, he's the managing editor, AnchorRising.com. It is Justin Katz. Justin, I'd like to start off that, uh, boy, I, I know a lot of people are upset, and I want to start off with this story about this principal at Pilgrim. They had a high school uh, homecoming dance. They were outside under a tent. But then uh, some video and pictures were posted, I think, on the Warwick Beacon website, really got it going. They showed students that were uh, not in mass, even though they were outside. There was a huge uproar about it. Then a picture and video emerged of the principal, Jerry Habeshaw, not in a mask. Uh, members of the school committee, a lot of suddenly these parents, this big movement, let's get rid of him. He was put on suspension. Poor guy was then uh, starting to get very sick. And um, they, they kept citing that it was, you know, the Governor McKean mask mandate. And and tragically, he he passed away over the weekend. And what I, I also just am shocked is, is that the school committee, one member in particular, was openly discussing cause of death and, and what happened. And um, boy, just th- there was a huge movement online to bring this principal back. But we, we see these countless examples of Governor McKean at an event, no mask on, President Biden at a store. That had mass only no mask on and they they forced this guy out he supposedly took it very hard and then uh, tragically he died over the weekend yeah i think it's i mean it really does put a an exclamation point on the rules for them rules for us and not for them kind of attitude i mean the the idea that we can narc on a bunch of kids and a principal for in the in the cafeteria having their masks off you know it's it, to me, this is, goes right to the heart of the, the problem of our approach to this. You know, it's it's a a, a pandemic's a, a terrible situation, and it calls on people to be mature and, and think for others and and do be smart. But what we've what we've sort of alighted on, and we saw this with McKee with the uh, the healthcare workers who who've been protesting him when they actually got him to talk to them, and he said, you know, the, the hospitals and providers asked us for the mandate. Everybody is pushing responsibility up to the quote experts who have no accountability and no transparency at this point anyway. Uh, So it goes to them and they come up with these rules. Okay. You can be outside dancing in a tent with a mask on. If you go inside, you can take your mask off while you're eating, you know, just the, and they, they have these rigid rules, masks here. You need a mask. All, all you kids, you need a mask while you're at school, but you don't need it while you're at, say, the trampoline park or the or out at the movies or hanging out with your friends. So we get all these rules. And then when something happens, an outbreak, we look for where the rules might not have been followed perfectly. And we go, oh, that must be it. Well, we don't know that. You don't know that this is where they caught it. His brother said he he caught it and that was this was, his death was a complication. We don't know if he caught it there, if it was just part of an outbreak that happened to be happening at the same time at school during a dance. And also these, these outbreaks, in, as far as we know, assuming he had it and this was a complication of that, he's the only person who had any symptoms at all, for all we know. What they do right. is when somebody's tested, for whatever reason, you have to go somewhere, you go, you're going on a trip, so you get tested, you're positive, you, the state then contacts all the people you might have been, been in contact with, and they get tested, and everybody gets tested, and you test positive, and you count as an outbreak when maybe nobody had any symptoms at all. So based on all this, we're creating this hysteria, and it, it sounds like I'm not, I don't live in Warwick, but it sounds like there's there is this kind of hysteria where people he's got to go we've got to and as you yes. say you know you see mckee you see uh, oh. no masks no. just it almost depends wherever you are and by the way he was fully vaccinated and from what i've read the the people and uh, the, the principal here was fully vaccinated and from what i've read the, the kids had to show that they had a negative test to go so the idea that this slippage in one place should be this giant of, of mask wearing while in the area of the food uh 
that this can be blamed for for all sorts of stuff and ought to cost somebody his job. I mean, you can understand why he would have been under stress, but I think we're, we're really going off a track as a society with this stuff. Folks, again, our segment is politics this week with me. It's Justin Katz, managing editor at anchorising.com. Justin, as a matter of fact, you know, there's photos of other schools, LaSalle in particular, particular. now granted, private school, but uh, those kids, they were inside passing food at the table. Nobody had a mask on. But I also want to just see, I also think it's one thing that Governor McKee feels, okay, I'm the governor, it's the McKee mask mandate. I, I think it's also like a little bit of a warning of, you, you got to understand the impact when you put your name on it. And I even asked him at one press briefing about in North Kingstown how they clearly misinterpreted it because they stopped the school committee meeting because two people in the back didn't have a mask on. And Governor McKee said, well, no, it's, you know, it's up to locals to decide. It's really just meant for students during the day. So, you know, in at in Warwick Pilgrim, those people should feel, you know, ashamed of themselves. They they really like they were going to terminate him. This was, you know, maybe being used as an excuse, but just so much momentum builds up to go after someone uh, that doesn't follow it. And Justin, one last word on this and get your thought. But again, there's not one Pilgrim. There's not one high school student who is in the hospital. And as we learn from that, you know, the testimony in the court case, uh, there hasn't been one student in Rhode Island that actually has has died of COVID. The, the Rhode Island Department of Health admitted under oath that if someone's brought into the hospital and they die of a gunshot wound, but if they have COVID, they put law, uh, cause of death as COVID. Oh, yeah. Well, that's certainly. And, and what we've done, what all of this has done cumulatively is it's allowed the most panicky people in our society to kind of set the terms. And I think that's yes. that's what we're seeing is is the panic and the outrage uh, because some kid people people I mean, early on. I remember people saying, oh, outside is death. I mean, people were seriously thinking like you walk out to your mailbox and you're, you could catch covid and die. I mean, they, there are people who who that's how they think and that's how they go about life. And at this point, there's no balance for those who, who have a bit of a, a, a bit more responsible, in my view, feeling for balancing freedom and, and quality of life and, and panic. So the, the panicking, the Karens, as they've been called, are, are really yeah. kind of setting the tone. And a, a mandate, like a mask mandate, helps that because it, it just it creates the sense that the government has issued these rules that have to be followed and that will make a difference when really we, we don't know that and it's not really bearing out very well in a lot of ways. Now, Justin, also, I wanted to just get your thought. I just found it interesting that uh, Mayor Alorza, you know, had the they have the, the press conference to say, hey, this Saturday is Small Business Saturday. We want everyone to shop local Friday, Black Friday this past week, and then Small Business Saturday. And it's a nice thing and encourages people to get out there and support your, your local businesses. But I'm so, I am so feel terrible for these merchants on Hope Street, but it's, it's just so haphazard because at the same time, they sent out some work crews on Providence's east side on Hope Street, and they closed down the road because they were doing some kind of maintenance work. And so all those retailers, you know, lost all those people and potential business and they count on that. And and it's just like the left hand doesn't know what the right is doing. But the mayor, Mayor Lorz's people would not respond to it. And then a mayoral hopeful, by the time she got involved, they at least got the crew to end their work. It was supposed to go till 3.30 on Saturday and instead ended till 1.00. That's just another example. They they think you're supposed to have a press conference to say, you know, shop local, the city's open, small business Saturday. I think the old Mayor Lorza was at the tree lighting ceremony on Federal Hill on Saturday, but they don't get the big stuff. Where's all the communication across the board to make sure on that particular day you're going to do everything possible to help private business? Yeah, that, that's really just basics, right? If you're if you're managing a city, you somewhere you somebody can go to get all the information of what's happening in a given place at a given time. So when you're planning when you're going to tear up the street, you see something like, oh, that's small business Saturday. Maybe we shouldn't do it that day. the The clearest uh, the clearest detail that made that makes it show that this is is really just poor management is hope that area of Hope Street was designated as free parking in honor of small business. So, so you, you, you're declaring free parking. Somebody knows there's free parking there and yet you're blocking off the street. Uh. So nobody can park there with, with the water. But it just, it, 
it really gets back to the sense that government is no longer you know, they're providing services to the public and trying to stay out of the way, get things to function. That is their role. They're, they're really just, they come first. They're kind of the rulers. So it's, it's your job to, to fix the water that comes first. It's, it's the, the construction workers job to fix the roads that comes first. We'll block this off. We'll block that off. It's really not sitting down and saying, is there any reason this will affect anybody? When is the best time we can do this? You, you get the sense it's more, when is it convenient for us to do this, you know, given our union contracts and, and funding and all this, this other stuff. Uh, but the idea that you're, you're giving free parking on a street that you're going to close down, it just really doesn't give good, good feel. And I, I think all these things, you know, whether you're talking about uh, housing issues and, and threats to, to, to start a, uh, start you know limiting rents and that kind of thing which i wrote about on Night horizon this week all these things start to send a message that it's not a place to set up shop they're not going to work with you they're not very competent even if they want to work with you and you could have a big your biggest retail day of the year cut short by miscommunication let's, yes let's say uh, which you can, which department. can't you can't get back and i just think it's also another example we saw it during you know, the onset of the pandemic where they said, all right, restaurants going forward, you have to do contract tracing, get people's phone numbers. And, stuff. and if there's someone in your restaurant walking to the restroom without a mask, you have to tell them, to put it on. And again, I would constantly hear from small business. This is coming from people who obviously have never run a business because people were hesitant. They didn't. What do you, what do you mean I have to make a reservation just to meet someone for a cup of coffee? And I don't want to give you my phone number. And then we had the individual that was following uh, you know, he would follow young girls home and then contact them because he had their address and phone number. And so, again, it comes back to there's a reason why business should uh, government, excuse me, should just stay out of the way of of business. Folks, quick break. A lot more with uh, Justin Katz, managing editor, anchorising.com. Politics this week right here on The John DePietro Show. MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today. MEGA 508 508- 336-2110 for MEGA truck and trailer repair, whether it's commercial trailers, diesel equipment, free estimates, FHWA inspections, also Rhode Island State Inspection Station, trailer pickup and delivery. Listen, you're trying to run your business. You need MEGA truck and trailer repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110. Trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service, ABS repairs, brakes, doors. Listen, if it's on a trailer, they can fix it. MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110. You need it fixed. You need, need it fixed in a hurry, and you need it fixed right. Call MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair today. Remember, free estimates, commercial trailers, diesel equipment, trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service, and if it's on a trailer... They can fix it. Mega Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110. It's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers. 65% off the entire store. It's a once-in-a-lifetime sale at 65% off all week long. Open Sundays, 65% off all week long. One-year interest-free financing. Anthony's Jewelers, where Rhode Island gets engaged. If you're ever in an accident, pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body today, 401-272-3340. Were you in an auto accident, someone damaged your vehicle? Folks, it can happen, whether it's people not paying attention, a drunk driver, people texting and driving. If you're ever in an accident, pick up the phone, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Remember, with West Fountain Auto Body, They're going to work for you, not the insurance company. Call them today. If you were in an accident, drunk driver, someone texting and driving, minor fender bender, even a nearly totaled vehicle, call West Fountain Auto Body today, 401-272-3340. They'll handle everything for you, the original, the best. And if you're in an accident and a tow truck pulls up, tell them, bring that car over to West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340, 
West Fountain Auto Body, located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. They'll work for you, not the insurance company. If you're in an accident, call West Fountain today. Get it repaired, 401-272-3340. Our segment is Politics This Week. With me, speaking with Justin Katz, managing editor at AnchorRising.com. Justin, I'd like to get your thoughts on this uh, Nelly Gorbea to me, this is an example of a kind of leak a poll. They want poll results out there, probably for uh, some of their for fundraising ability. But it, it paints, I, I found, uh, I, I just was very almost shocked at the poll results that they were putting out there that almost showed it to the, the Gorbea campaign to be in a almost virtual dead heat with, uh, with Governor McKee. And, and in the poll, they also referred to him, I think it was a letter they sent out, as the acting governor. So I just wanted to get your thoughts on, in this poll, they had Seth Magazine way down, Matt Brown way down, Helena Folks showed up a little bit, but almost like a, a two-person race between Gorbea and uh, Governor McKay. Well, it is it is awfully convenient, right? I mean, you've got... McKee obviously is the governor, so he's got name recognition and he's got he's in the news a lot. You've got Magaziner who's using his office largely for self-promotion and their general treasurer's officers, but he's also getting news as the the highest uh, the guy with the highest campaign war chest. <clears throat> and then all of a sudden here comes Gorbea, Gorbea saying, oh, look, we're neck and neck. It is awfully convenient. I mean, it's uh, the, these polls, the, the way they typically I mean. I mean, they can you can cheat easily on a poll to get results you want, but typically the the standard way they they cheat with these polls as as far as public information is concerned is they do a bunch of polls and then the one that comes out well or the one that they like the answer to that's what they release to make it look good. Uh, so it is it is something for uh, McKee to keep an eye on that somebody somewhere polled this and it came out this way. But it is it is awfully convenient that that Corbea, uh his neck and neck. I'd like to see where those supporters actually are. And I mean, that's, there's a lot of coloring in, in Rhode Island politics where it's, it's almost difficult to comment on because nothing makes sense. Where is the support for all of the things that people are doing? Where is the support for this particular politician? You just, I just don't see it. But apparently uh, the, the Gorbea campaign was able to find uh, around a quarter of, of voters who would say they would pick her in this primary. But it also goes to the the challenge we have lately with these very large pools of candidates. Uh, I mean, we almost, even in, in our general elections, we get the three, four, five candidates and it really dilutes the vote. Uh, and I think that's, that's part of the question there is a lot of the, when you're doing a poll, who, you know, it's who do you know even on this list? And, there's a, just this long list and you get the diluted numbers. And so you can get different results with every poll. So I, I think we're, the information is, is not, is not something to go to the bank with, but it is, it is, it is telling at least. Uh, and that one hopes the other candidates have their own internal polls that they can, they can go by to be a little bit more reliable. I, I don't believe that this, these, these numbers are real. I have my own belief that I think secretary of state, Nelly Gobia has a plan of how she's going to win the primary uh, and, and they want to have it out there that all along their numbers, internal numbers showed her right up there because if she won the primary, which I think she's planning on doing because of uh, let's face it, she's basically running the election with the voting list and so forth. I think this is, I'm predicting now, I think it's going to be a big uproar, but she can't, be polling at 10% and then suddenly come from nowhere and be the winner. So I believe they're going to continually put out the, you know, in our polls, it shows that she's uh, amongst the front runners or the front runner. So therefore we're not shocked when in fact she does win the primary. That's, that's my own personal belief. Justin Katz, what do you make of the fact that apparently former Rhode Island governor, Commerce Secretary Raimondo had the lowest name recognition among cabinet secretaries 66% of respondents said they know who she was. She was also tied for having the lowest favorability rating at 24%. Now that's within the Biden cabinet. Yeah, well, that's, that is, I think there are two ways to, two ways to, to maybe interpret this. One is maybe she's just doing the job. Uh, and so she's not in the headlines with, you know, with, with huge calamities, like you see with, uh, uh, 
withdrawal from Afghanistan, right? That's going to put another secretary into the, into the news. Um, So that's maybe she's just there and by luck or by, by competence, maybe she's, she's just staying out of the news, which could be good. Or maybe, and this is my preferred explanation. She just, her, when she was governor, she was very good at getting even national press. Yes. She had turned she had turned the state government into a Raimondo PR machine. Yes, and that was so, such a role. Yeah, first right. time PR so, machine rolling. So I think that's she doesn't quite have that, or at least the competition with the others trying to get the spotlight are. And I think part of it too is, uh, for whatever reason, you don't tend to hear of of cabinet secretaries um, in the political realm. Like well, it's not as often. This was a poll done on the Biden cabinet. So it's no, no, not... I mean, what, what I'm oh, saying is ahead. the well, like journalists will when she was governor doing a PR thing, there's buzz. Is she going to run for president? You know, the, the, she she's seen that's part of the buzz that gets you attention and gets you the stories. Uh, whereas cabinet secretaries, you don't tend to have that narrative associated with them. So her her PR strategy might not get as much attention just because it's not, I don't know whether journalists think it's unseemly or they just don't think these ways this way, but you don't tend to see, they wouldn't be promoting a cabinet secretary as a potential candidate, right. particularly but, of her own employer. But of this cabinet, Mayor Pete has higher name recognition. Janet Yellen has higher name recognition. I think Justin, this shows exactly what we've talked about with as governor, she basically was running a, a full-time PR machine. As a matter of fact, even the outside PR firms that supposedly the state hired for tourism, to me, they were really acting as a Ramundo PR machine. This also tells me, I think you're going to start to see her change it up. And suddenly she's about to be become far more visible because with a potential open seat and President Biden unable to run for reelection in 2024, you know, you're to me, you're already seeing the jostling of Mayor Pete and the vice president, Vice President Harris, who has a 28 percent approval rating. I think they're about to watch the Ramundo PR machine go into overdrive because <laughs> yeah, in, in, it's my opinion, my thought that she Commerce Secretary Ramundo is very competitive. And it's one thing of, OK, it's the president and you don't want to challenge him. But I think if she hears open seat and it's a free for all and she looks at her competition as Harris and, and Buttigieg. Mayor Pete, I think the Ramundo PR machine goes into overdrive and then she feels that's it's it's a nomination to be had. That That's very much a possibility. I, I do. I do wonder, though, because there's not much that the Biden administration has been doing well. In fact, no. the polling data out there is, is showing even in Rhode Island. I mean, I was surprised to find you can there's a post on Anchorizing regarding this. You can you can actually dig down to small groups like young college, non-college educated uh, and Biden's unpopularity among the young is even higher than older folks. And so he's just sinking. So there's not a lot to say you're doing well within the Biden administration. And, and there's a lot of risk for a cabinet secretary because you set things up. And then if Biden Biden messes it up, as some people say he did uh, in Afghanistan, saying refusing to listen to his his advisors, uh, you, you're on the hook for that. That's part, And you've got the bad rat name recognition. So it is a tough tough thing to do although then then you get Raimondo's PR machine going against the president uh trying to promote her uh as one who is saying the right thing to do and him as the wrong it does create a very sticky situation I'm not sure when she when she skedaddled out of Rhode Island I'm not entirely sure she she expected this to be the outcome folks another quick break a lot more politics this week with the Justin Katz managing editor anchorising.com right here on the John DePietro show Brothers Disposal. Call Brothers Disposal today. Get a purple dumpster for your driveway. How do you know it's Brothers Disposal? Because it's a purple dumpster. Look for them on Facebook and give them a call for an estimate. 401-688-0517. Get a dumpster in your driveway. Maybe you're cleaning out your basement, your garage, unwanted belongings. Maybe you just have some things in boxes that you've never taken out. Clean it out with Brothers Disposal. They're also now offering weekly trash collection services. Call Brother Roland today at Brothers Disposal, 401 401- 688-0517. Whether it's a small household construction project or you just need a dumpster to get rid of some unwanted belongings, call Brothers Disposal today. Come on, brother. Call Brothers Disposal, 
6880517 look for them on facebook brothers disposal get a dumpster in your driveway 401-688-0517 our segment is politics this week joining me right now is justin katz managing editor anchorising.com justin also something that didn't get a lot of uh, play was uh, rhode island senators elaine morgan justin price and representative robert cartucci all signed on to this letter that apparently it's 186 legislators from 39 states wrote a letter calling for a 50-state audit, uh, decertification where appropriate, possible convening of the U.S. House of Representatives. Now, I, you know, I don't know if they wanted to, if they wanted to get press on this, they, I, I would say they didn't do a very good job of it. But um, what are your thoughts on that in the fact that other than a brief mention on Twitter, it, it got no play. And, and But again, I didn't get a press release or anything like that. So I can't just blame the media and say they're not covering it. Uh, it's as if they, they just didn't even put it out there. Well, I mean, I, I think there's that's that might be part of it. And I'm sure there's some hesitance among the people who signed on to it to really promote it and, and get it out there. But that's a long list of of politicians for none of them and if you look nationally this didn't get a lot of play <clears throat> so it's, it's kind of surprising to me that they wouldn't be pushing the story a bit harder but on the other hand I think we know about it you and I because media including our local Ted Nisi did know about it yeah uh, and they did and I, I that's a trend I'm seeing more and more particularly when it's a story that might might get Republicans or conservatives a little bit of uh, a little bit of news. Uh, the the journalists report it on Twitter. <laughs> I mean, that's they use that. It's like their 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 drop in. Oh, I'll retweet this or send this out, and then I can say I I said something about this story. But then they ignore it in their in their weekly roundups. They'll ignore it in their uh, in their news stories. It just does not become a thing because it's not the narrative that they want out there. Uh, they want, they don't want people to think this is even a live possibility. Um, and I, I, so I do, I, I may blame, blame the news media a little bit more on this than, than you do. But I think bigger than that I, is that we're, we're really living in different worlds. I mean, for, for probably close to half of the population that pays attention there's news out of Arizona, out of Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, multiple places where there's evidence of fraud and things, things that were, were shady at the very least. It's still a very much an ongoing conversation on conservative podcasts and that sort of thing. So it, a letter like this makes perfect sense to them. But then on the other side are people who just, when they were told that everything was on the up and up and to move on back in November of last year, they did. They said, okay, they were done. There was no fraud nothing to see here. Uh, and so there really are two different worlds here. So I, I think that's part of it too, is just, and, and just this idea of you playing to different constituencies, which might help explain why the people who put the letter out there uh, might not have sent out a whole bunch of press releases because they, they, they're playing to their base and they knew they wouldn't get coverage in the first place. But this is a ongoing, this is a really major challenge for our democracy is this idea that, that you could have roughly half the population thinking the, it was a flawless election and a half the population thinking it was not. And that's, that'll, that'll be a downfall. I mean, a few minutes ago, you were talking about, uh, speculating that Nellie Gorbia might play play the game yes. to help herself win. Absolutely. That, that's going to be made possible to the extent it is by the fact that we're not doing any that's right. soul searching about yes. mail ballots. or And yep. that's a big part of the whole mail ballot thing. They pushed it through often, I think, illegally, unconstitutionally. They pushed it through nationwide, all this mail balloting because of a pandemic. That was the justification. But it was a long time wish list of Democrats. And so now they're going to make that permanent. And part of the way they states, make it permanent. There's, Rhode ahead. Island does things that other states do not do, such as uh, unsolicited mail ballot applications. And Rhode Island also allows campaigns to go out and collect ballots. I think yeah. it's going to come back and invite the party. Now, Justin Katz, uh, Governor McKee has been away on vacation for 12 days. He is back. And this is the week. This Thursday is when Council 94 apparently is going to vote on this new contract. And it came out. Governor McKee is planning on using COVID money to give all all state workers a $3,000 bonus, $1,500 this month or December for Christmas shopping, $1,500 in July. Can you think of any practical reason 
why the governor should be giving these state workers a $3,000 COVID uh, um, vaccination bonus. None at all. None at no. all. Uh, I mean, from a from a, I can putting myself in his shoes. I can almost understand how you get there. I mean, it's it's an it's a way to use the federal money to to help get labor peace and like associating with COVID. And you're you're getting at least you're getting you're going they were going to negotiate a bonus maybe anyway. And so they're at least this gets the government something. At least they have to get they have to get vaccinated to get it. So you can kind of see it, but but it really. What a slap to to all the people who've been put out of work or who didn't have a job. Or uh, Bob Walsh from the NEA was was on. I don't know if he said it on a show or on on Twitter, but he was saying if you if you supported extra unemployment insurance for uh, for people who lost their jobs because of COVID, you should support this. Well, no, that's that's completely the opposite of reality. People who lost their jobs, you take care of them. People who got to keep their job, often in a better circumstance because they could stay home or didn't have to go in, uh, they don't get a bonus. It's just it's just really a slap in the face. And and of course, every other union is now going to say they want it. Right. Um, and but it, it it goes back almost to the the conversation of the the water the water department tearing up the road right on business small yep. business day you know, it's just it's all about them it's what they want to do it's when when it's convenient for them uh, well it makes sense for them to get it's it's you know it's sort of like uh, some of the lo- local fire departments get off 9-11 now as a paid holiday uh you know even though we're in rhode island not new york uh it's just any angle they can get and it, it just gets so so insulting and discouraging for rhode islanders and i i don't think that's one area i really don't think the, the people on the inside know just how bad this affects well, uh, the this sense is of people in the state. I mean, and, yeah. and I see this as nothing more. This is a bribe. This is a bribe because early voting for the Democrat primary for governor will start in August. And the fact to coincide that they get an additional 1500 in July. So 1500 Christmas, 1500 July, that, that is, that's a bribe. And, and when they had the general public and he did an event, Governor McKee offered $1 scratch ticket uh, with no guarantee. And I don't think anybody won anything off that if you get vaccinated. You have people that last March and April, state workers, members of this union, who went out and got the free vaccination wherever, CVS, Walgreens. All of a sudden, Governor McKee is saying, boy, that was something that you did that. We need to give you $3,000 of COVID money. Justin, it makes it makes no sense. This is another example to me. It's not state money. So but whenever there's federal money floating around, it, in, in their mind, to me, it becomes like monopoly money. I also just want to point out, and I sent this to you, which was, um, you know, any time that I have been out and I do a live stream, there's always someone that goes by in a car, always, and especially a lot of times it's kids, and there's, they're just idiots, and they yell anything. And sometimes they yell, you know, the thing about Biden or whatever it is they may yell. If, if, if I've been at a driving range that's near a road, Anyone that goes by yells for and things like that. There's this habit of these younger reporters that that use Twitter to vent as if as if the people that are actually doing this are are on Twitter and following them and yelling these obscene things. I just and then it, it creates this thread that they all jump in. And is that terrible? Blah, blah. But my point is, th- there's no way the idiots and they are idiots that yell this. They yell things at female reporters. It's not like they're on Twitter and you're reaching them. Oh, okay, we won't do that. <laughs> what, what do you make of this? It, it's it's like a, a vent or a rant, but it just it's certainly not newsworthy. But there's a pattern of, of this type of thing. There is, and it's it, it's playing up the idea. You know, it, it, a lot of it ties in with the you know, the go you go girl stuff. All the all the reporters at this particular event are women. Girl power. You know, you see that or or complaints about about people in the audience fat shaming them or, or whatever. Um, this one in particular, though, it seemed like my reaction was they're they're really convincing themselves that they deserve more respect than they they necessarily do. Um, now, I, I think I, I agree with you that most of the time this sort of thing is just just 
people driving by and he 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 they, they shout They're something out sort of like they yeah are. sort of like in uh the the new york's the the live shows that are in new york yes come up to the window and make faces you know it's it's, it's a similar thing to that i think uh and sometimes what they shout out is going to be risque or i think howard stern with the baba buoy stuff where you would yes, have people that's right uh, just like just like pranks but you know i have seen some videos where people have literally attacked <laughs> journalists yeah, yes and the the journalists are lower and lower every time i see a survey of their their respectability in, in american society and i think there's there's a degree to which there's you know maybe instead of complaining about this just go out there and and earn respect uh and do do the job because i think that that's part of it too if you you, you don't see a lot of you don't see a lot of people heckling uh heckling say emergency workers as they're reviving people you know you don't see a lot of when when people respect what somebody's doing you, you get less of the the clowning around and i think that's maybe where journalists should should focus is there's a reason something like 70 or 80 percent of the population doesn't trust you and when you're not trusted you're gonna get shouted at more often it's just how it's going to happen uh, so that's maybe what they should focus on rather than complaining on twitter to their friends to get the the slap on the back yeah i view it as like the opposing team you know whatever cleveland indians or someone's playing at fenway they run out of the field boo boo and people are yelling you're terrible i i just think it unfortunately like it or not when you're doing something live it, it becomes part of the fabric it is interesting the gender thing i don't see as many males complaining about it to me though it's it's just idiots that are out there and i you're certainly not reaching them on twitter folks he is the uh, managing editor at anchorising.com it's justin katz justin great job as always and we'll talk to you again thank you john look forward to talking to you mega logistics m-e-g-a call them today 401-431-2300 401 431 2300 mega logistics everything you need to run your business efficiently whether you have freight freight goods third-party brokerage warehousing transportation custom freight supply chain management routing or maybe it's bill auditing customer developing a proven track record with fortune 500 companies you can depend on mega logistics call them today 401 431-2300. You have enough, enough challenges trying to run your business. Let Mega Logistics help you do that. Call them today, 401-431-2300. Serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Again, if you have freight, freight, goods, warehousing, transportation, third-party brokerage, you can depend on Mega Logistics. Call them today, 401-431-2300. 401 431 for MEGA Logistics. You're listening to The John DePietro Show on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. Now, while you're there, uh, there's a lot of exclusive stories. Folks, we cover stories the rest of the media ignores. It's real news, whether it's video that we're out at a crime or a protest or various things that are happening plus other exclusive stories that we break, log on at the website. That's also the best way to reach me, by the way. If you'd like to get in touch with me, just scroll down a little bit. You'll see a, a button that says Contact John. You can also support the program. You you can also get some great merchandise in the shop right there at dipetro.com. And it's all our links to social media, whether it's Facebook, so you can watch Facebook Live, or also Twitter, or YouTube, or Instagram. So take a minute, and then also we have some great sponsors there as well. It is a happening. Check it each day. It's depetro.com. It's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers. 65% off the entire store, 65% off all week long. 